Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today, whether you're here or online. If you're online, if you would, go ahead, click that little box on the bottom right. You can certainly communicate with us. We have hosts standing on standing uh, online there to communicate with you. Also, if you have a prayer request, certainly use that. It, we have people standing awaiting at the 9 o'clock service that they, can, they would certainly be happy to pray with you. So as we begin to sing, I would love it if you would, if you'd stand up with us and let's sing.
the power, the glory are yours. It's yours. It's yours. All yours. All yours. Forever and ever, the kingdom is yours. It's yours. the time in this service that we set aside in order to pray for you and so if our elders our prayer leaders any small group leaders that we have would please you know come to the front in order to you know pray um you know i don't you know get as much reading done today you know as i used to and so sometimes i'm caught with the kids and i fall asleep a couple pages in but i've gotten a lot of use out of audiobooks and so i'm very grateful for them what i'm reading lately is um um, is God Real by Lee Strobel, which I'd highly recommend. And it's got a bunch of arguments that I've heard before, but as I've been listening to it, I've been really struck by God's just immense and immeasurable power and how he's created the universe and both the cosmos and our solar system and even down to the very fibers that make up our bodies. And so whatever you're coming and you're dealing with here today, come forward to receive prayer, not just from you know somebody who, who doesn't care, who's not able to help you, but to the God who's ordered this universe in such a way that even the, the tiniest fibers of your body, your soul, are knit together to uh, give you life. And so you know, he's able to help you. He's able to speak into your situation and, and help you with what it is that you're dealing with. And so as the prayer leaders are coming forward here, which I appreciate you doing, I'll come forward to receive prayer for them and um, the animal play and so you can sing along with them as well. Thank you.
for seizing control, for scorning our very maker. In thought, word, or deed, we failed you, our King. How deeply we need a Savior. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this mercy that you've given us. Father, it's just so simple, the things that we have to do, Lord. We just have to turn it over to you. So, Father, we thank you for that simpleness that you've given us. And, Lord, that you've said that you'll forget everything that we have done. So, Father, I just thank you for that today. Father, as we go into this time of teaching, Lord, I pray that you'd be with the pastor. Father, I pray that our hearts would be open and that you would speak to each and every one of us here this morning, that we would hear exactly the things that you would have us to hear from you individually, Lord, because we know that you can do that. So, Father, I pray that you'd be with our time this morning. All these things in your name I pray. Amen.
Well, good morning. Welcome to Springbrook. We are so glad that you are with us this morning. If you have a prayer request or some way that we can pray for you and you didn't have an opportunity to come to the front, you've got a uh, connection card in your seat if you're with us online, and you can just write that on the back. If you're with us online uh, this morning, you can just click that link. We have uh, online hosts that are available for praying for you or answering any questions that you might have, but we are so glad that you are with us today. If you'd like, uh, if you're a regular tender here at Springbrook, you can just uh, you know text here to that phone number. You can scan the QR code. Uh, if you're first time with us this morning, that connection card you can share with us as much information as you feel comfortable sharing, and then there's a box in the back. You can just drop that in. Uh, we want to celebrate uh, that you were here with us today. We had a fantastic time last night. I don't know how many of you had an opportunity to come to marriage date night. We had, uh, yeah, <laughs> had between uh, two, three hundred people here, and uh, we absolutely uh, had a blast. And so I want to thank Pastor Jeff and Pastor Joseph and Deanna Brandt, our team. We had about 25 people that uh, just worked diligently um, to support that effort. We had a great time and so able to connect with many new families. And so we just want to celebrate uh, the fact that we had an opportunity to reach uh, so many different families in our community. I had a conversation with probably four or five families that uh, uh, we're new to the area. Some of them uh, were checking out churches. And so it was a great opportunity for us to connect with our community, but at the same time encourage one another in our faith as we invest in our relationships and with our spouses and in our marriages. Uh, guys, we have a uh, men's power-up gathering coming up Monday. So we're meet, meeting at 645 right here. So if you have questions about that, uh, you can find information about that on our website or on our app. And then uh, we have uh, Thanksgiving baskets right now. I think we have 35 baskets. We need uh, 62 baskets. And so we're halfway to that goal. Um, two schools in our community have reached out to us to ask if we would be able to help uh, with families in need. Uh, that are, they're, they're connected with in our community. And so this is a great opportunity for us to, uh, to support our community, to support families in need in our community. And so if you're interested in picking up a basket, um, you can, again, uh, text basket to that phone number, go to our website, scan the code. Uh, but thank you for your generosity, enabling us to serve and to reach um, our community. And then we have uh, shoeboxes. Uh, I know many of those shoe boxes have already disappeared, and so thank you for those that um, have already picked up a shoe box. Something that's new this year is you can actually build a shoe box online now. And so uh, if you can't get all this stuff together for a shoe box, you can go online, you can follow the directions, and uh, you can actually build a shoe box online, and they'll package it, put your name on there, and take care of everything for you. So if you want to know more information about shoe boxes, please visit our website. Next week, we are a, a regional collection facility um, for our area, and so we're going to have people bringing in shoe boxes from all throughout our community. And so we're going to be open uh, Monday through next Monday, so for a week, for a couple hours during the week, um, we're going to have people coming in and we're looking for people that would be interested in uh, volunteering to help us collect those boxes uh, to greet new families and so it's a great opportunity to connect with people that are coming in from our community and so if you're interested if you can serve during the week next week during the collection uh, during the collection time or if you're just interested in putting together a shoebox please uh, visit our website or you can scan that um, code and then today is uh, Veterans Day, and so we want to honor our veterans. It was actually yesterday. Um, we didn't do that last Sunday, but we want to take a moment to thank those that have, uh, are serving our country. And so if you are a veteran, if you just want to stand for a moment, we want to celebrate you and give thanks for you. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, thank you for serving. <laughs> 
We have several guys I know that uh, are veterans at uh, Springbrook that had an opportunity to take an honor flight um, to New York uh, last August, and so it was really good to uh, see uh, Mike Seymour and Steve Ruckey uh, got to share a little bit about their trip, and uh, we just want to celebrate those that, that serve our country. And, uh, and our first responders, we just have, uh, you know, there's a group of people that just run towards uh, protecting us, and so we're grateful um, for those that have served and then uh, lastly, I just want to take a moment to, uh, to celebrate um, the conclusion of our Trite Not True series. We finished that up last Sunday. And uh, I just want to shout out, thank, and just love on our small group leaders. We had 20 small groups, and so if you're a small group leader at Springbrook, we just want to let you know how much we appreciate you opening up your home and, and navigating the conversations as we went through that series. Um, we have a great small group coaching team. Every small group leader has a coach. Nobody leads alone at Springbrook. And so we have a great coaching team. And we had almost 200 of you uh, that were in a small group as we went through that series. And so we just want to celebrate uh, how well that went. We have over 200 of you uh, have downloaded that Right Now Media app. And so I just want to continue um, to encourage you to continue to use that resource. We're going to be uh, sharing some resources uh, as we move forward. In fact, there's some information there for you now for our gratitude series. Um, we're going to be kicking off a series leading up to Christmas on the seven I am statements of Jesus. And so, um, so we're going to continue to encourage you to use that as a resource. And so if you want to know more information about either of those, um, you can uh, visit our website or you can text uh, right now our stories to uh, Springbrook. I really want to encourage you to share stories of where God was at work as we went through that series. It's so easy to go from this thing to this thing to this thing and not stop and take time to celebrate uh, where God has been at work. We want to stop and we want to remember and we want to tell stories. And so uh, we just want to encourage you that if you've got a story you'd like to share, we'd love the opportunity to hear from you. And so you can visit our website on that. In fact, we have uh, some stories that we're going to be featuring as we move through the rest of this year. And it's going to be a theme for us uh, as we move into uh, next year. Um, today, we're kicking off a two-week series on, on gratitude. And so we're going to be looking at praise and we're going to be looking at Thanksgiving, two different things. Uh, but gratitude is also going to be our theme for next year. So as we think about 2024, as we kind of pray and get a sense of where God's leading us moving into the new year, gratitude is going to be that theme that kind of undergirds um, our ministry, our teaching schedules, those kind of things. And so it's going to be our theme for, uh, for next year. We're going to be looking at the I Am Statements of Jesus going into Christmas. We've got a three-week series that we're going to start off the new year with on prayer. And then we're going to be moving into an eight-week series uh, coming after that through the book of Exodus. We're going to be looking at uh, gratitude as we kick off um, next year. In Exodus 18, Moses has uh, returned from battle. He's reunited with his family. He meets his father-in-law, Jethro, and he goes into the tent with his father-in-law, Jethro. And he begins to tell of all the great things that God has done. It's a huge celebration, and he's just, he's giddy with excitement. He's just telling Jethro all that God has done. And so in Exodus 18, we see that uh, Jethro rejoiced for all the good that the Lord had done to Israel, and that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and has delivered the people from underneath the hand of of the Egyptians. And he just gives thanks for what God has done, and their eyes are turned to blessing the Lord. And that's the way it is with gratitude. Gratitude, ingratitude, it's, it's there that our eyes are turned towards God. And so as we move towards the end of this year, as we fly towards next year, 
It's my prayer for myself, for you, and for our church family that, that gratitude would be the thing that undergirds us in our ministry. Gratitude is a response. Gratitude is a response, and we're going to look at two different aspects of gratitude. There's praise and there's thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving are two aspects of gratitude. They're, they're different. There are a lot of similarities, but they're different. You know, praise is a response that is focused on another person, on God for us, who is being praised. And so praise is a response focused on the other person who is being praised. Thanksgiving is a response focused on the person who is speaking and on what has been received. And so gratitude, there's two aspects of gratitude, praise and thanksgiving. There's several others. We're going to look at two as we go through this series. Today we're going to be looking at peace. They're, they're equally important when we think about what gratitude is, but we're going to look at praise. So if you brought your uh, Bible with you this morning, I want to encourage you to uh, uh, turn with me to Psalm 66. Um, we're going to be looking at gratitude. It's one of the first Psalms that was not attributed to David, uh, but we, some think it's David, but the psalmist is writing about what it means to praise God. And so we want to look at praise this morning as a component of gratitude. We're going to be in Psalm 66, beginning in verse 1. It says this, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. And so I want to stop there for a moment. We're going to look at three different components of praise and I want to stop and look at this first component with regard to all the earth praising God. In verses 1 through 4, we see that we're to shout for joy. All the earth is shouting for joy. We're to say to God, how awesome are his deeds. How great is your power. All the earth worships you. And so in that command to say to God, how awesome are your deeds and how great is your power, we'll look at, we look at two aspects of what it is that we're, we're proclaiming to God through this. And first of all, is we're talking about how awesome are his deeds. And and that word awesome is not an adjective. It's not an adjective that describes how uh, God's deeds are. It's a verb. It's an action. It's reflective of our revering and have a healthy fear of God. And so it's, it's actually a verb. It's not just an adjective, but it describes the type of praise that we're to have towards God. I ate at uh, In-N-Out Burger last week, and I love In-N-Out Burger. And they're only on the West Coast. They're kind of in Nevada. They're kind of, I keep waiting for them to move this way. But I was, I've been into that In-N-Out burger. It was a double-double with cheese. And it was like, oh, this is so awesome. And so I was eating that burger. And I was thinking how awesome that burger is. But as I reflected back on it, it wasn't that the burger was awesome. It, it was just really good. It was, in, it was incredible. It was just a, just a great taste. But it was not awesome in a sense that I was in awe of the burger. It was not awesome in a sense that I elevate it to a position of reverence. I mean, we do that with stuff. Some, it's, it's called idolatry. Sometimes we raise things to the level that we think they're awesome, and we raise them up to the extent that it's just really not reflective of what we're supposed to be doing with God. God is awesome in a sense that he deserves our reverence. There's a healthy fear that we have for God. And so it's not just an adjective that describes his deeds, but more reflective of our hearts as we think about our disposition towards God. God is good. God is incredible. But awesomeness is 
with regard to God means to, to show reverence. There's a healthy fear that we're to have for him. It comes from the root word to fear. And the good news is that because of who we are in Christ right now, we don't have to fear God, but we have reverence for him. And we can all have reverence for God as a result of his deeds. We can have reverence for God because of his deeds, but his enemies are going to come cringing towards him. And so to cringe towards something is to to fear God as a result of a lack of faith. To cringe is to fear God as a result of an insincere faith. The uh, NASB, the New American Standard, translates that word cringe as frayed obedience. It's to pretend or to be forced to do something that you don't really want to do, which is exactly what happens when Christ returns in Philippians 2. It says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Christians and non-Christians alike will, will bow and confess Jesus is Lord. And so those who have a relationship with Christ will come before Christ willingly. The enemies of Christ, so those that are far from God or don't have a relationship with Christ, will be forcefully brought to their knees to bow and confess Jesus as Lord as they are cringing. And so the awesome deeds of God, those things that he has done, bring reverence to us. They cause us to want to rejoice and to remember and to retell the great things that he has done. And so this awesome reflection of who we have in in God as a result of what his deeds are and those that are far from God are are going to cringe as they come to him. The awesome deeds of God are those things that he has done that bring reverence to him. They cause us to rejoice, to remember, and to retell of those deeds. From verse 1 and 4, we're, we see that we are to, to shout for joy. We're to shout for joy. We are to worship him, and we are to praise his name. Who is shouting for joy? Shout for joy all the earth. All the earth will worship you and sing praises to you. They will praise your holy name. And so all of the earth, all of creation is worshiping God and singing praises. And with regard to creation, Psalm 66, closely connected to Psalm 65 and 67 and 68, talk about how creation itself will praise and worship God. We're a part of that creation. We're a part of all of the earth. But creation itself All of the earth is singing glory to God. All of the earth is worshiping him. In Psalm uh, 65, uh, beginning in verse 9, it says that, God, you have visited the earth and you have watered it. You gently enrich it. The river of God is full of water and you provide the grain. So have you prepared it? Your water, its furrows flow abundantly settling its ridges, softening with showers, and blessing its growth. The crown of the year with your bounty, your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows close themselves with flocks. The valley deck themselves with grains, and they all shout and sing together for your glory and with joy. And so all of the earth, it does not have a voice. It doesn't communicate like we do, but all of creation points us to God and, and shouts for joy about God and his creation. In chapter uh, 67, in Psalm 67, towards the end, it says, all of the earth has yielded its increase. God, 
our God shall bless us. He shall bless us. Let all of the ends of the earth fear him. And so the earth, its creation, shouts out for joy. It fears him. In Psalm 68, in verse 32, it says that the kings of the earth sing to God. They sing praises to him who rides in the heavens and the ancient heavens. Behold, he sends out his voice, his mighty voice, and all of the earth is shouting praises to the Lord. Psalm 19 says that the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. All of creation is praising God for what he has done. It doesn't have a voice, but it shouts with praise, which enables Paul to say in Romans chapter 1, his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. All of creation points to a creator who cares for us, who's into the details of our lives. All of creation points to God, to a glorious God, and cries out praises to God. And the interesting thing about that is, is it doesn't need to be told. It just does it. I've seen some of the pictures that people have posted. I saw some pictures of some sunsets last week. They're just, and they were crying out, to, look how beautiful this sunset is. You know, I saw some pictures of the first snow. Oh, look at these pictures. If you look at some of the things that people post, it's that, it's that beauty that you see throughout creation that's singing praises to God. I was at the ocean last week, which is my heart song, listening to those waves crash on the shore. I felt the warmth of that sun, and I was thinking, yeah, all of creation cries out to God and glorifies God and praises Him. We've only looked at the first four verses of this uh, passage, but I want you to see how the psalm moves. Right now, we are talking about how all of creation praises God. You know, we need to be told to praise God, but creation does it all on its own. All of creation praises God. But listen to what happens beginning in verse 5 as we continue in Psalm 66. Verse 5 says, come and see. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his mighty might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O people. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You have brought us into the net. You've laid your crushing burning on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. You know, we are invited to participate in praising God. All of creation is praising God. And then we, God's people, are invited to praise with it. Creation is praising God, and we are invited to praise with it. Verse 5 was an invitation for us to come and see what God has done, his awesome in his deeds towards the the children of man. So we are invited. It's an invitation to participate in praising God with all of creation. We are a part of creation, yet we are called together to, to praise him. 
And so there's a corporate aspect of our praising God. Verse 5 is an invitation, and verse, verse 8 says that we are to bless God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. And so there's something about us when we come together to praise God that's different from all of creation, praising God. We tell of his wondrous deeds. We retell the story. We acknowledge his deeds, and, and we remember what he has done, and we, and we tell others. And, and we're invited to participate in that from a corporate perspective. All of creation praises God. And corporately together, we are invited to praise God. And we're going to look more at this in just a moment. But, but I want to look ahead for a second because I want to show you how this is, is moving. All of creation is praising God. And then uh, we are corporately praising God um, together. But look what happens beginning in verse 13. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, that which my whips, my lips have uttered and my mouth has promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear all of you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and, his, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened But God truly has listened, and he has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be to God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. And so we have moved from creation praising God to corporate praising of God to personal invitation to praise God. This is not corporate. This is not us together. This is an individual responsibility that we have to praising God. All of creation is praising God. Corporately together, we praise God, but each of us individually praises God. We've seen all of creation is praising God, so what does corporate praising of God look like? You know, in verse 5, there's an invitation to come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds towards his children of man. We are to bless our God, our O people, let the sound of his praise be heard. The corporate praising of God begins with an invitation to gather. And we see this all throughout the Bible. Corporate praising of God is something that we are called to do together. And it's not just a New Testament thing, it's an Old Testament thing as well. All throughout, this, all throughout the scriptures, you see the importance of the corporate gathering of God's people for the express purpose of praising him. In Psalm 95, we see they're, they're gathering together. It says this beginning in verse 1. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, the heights, the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. And his hands have formed the dry land. And as a result, let us come. Let us come and worship him and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker, for he is our God. And we are his people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And so as you read throughout the Old Testament, 
You see, there are people are gathering together to, to tell stories of God's faithfulness, to, to study God's word and to, and to sing praises to him. And so this corporate gathering of God's people is something that we see throughout the Bible. In Acts chapter 2, people make faith commitments. 3,000 people are added to their number. And what did they do? They came together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And so, as you move into the New Testament, what happens? God's people now have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ, and they begin to to gather corporately to study his word, to praise him, and and to sing songs. And, And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And so, gathering is a is a biblical, is a biblical issue. And so when I talk to people and they say, well, I don't know, church is kind of an optional for me. It's not. If you are a Christ follower, it is something that we do together. It's how we praise God together. All of creation is praising God. We corporately praise God and individually we need to praise God. But there's something about what happens when we come together corporately that cannot be accomplished just through creation or just on our own. The corporate praising of God is a value that is important to us. Hebrews 10 says this, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I don't know about you, but we need to encourage each other. And so as we step into the end of the year, as we step towards the new year, as we step towards an election year, I mean, there's just so many things that are going on and, and, and culturally. And so now more than ever, it's a time for us to, to gather together, to encourage one another, to stir one another up, to, to sing praises to him. Now, there is nothing in Scripture to suggest that corporate prayers are any more powerful than individual prayers. Um, there's things that we can do on our own, but there are, there are some things that we can only do together. And so there Corporate prayers are no more powerful than individual prayers, but I want to encourage you. This Saturday, we have a concert of prayer, and we are going to gather together corporately to sing praises to God. We're going to share testimonies of God's faithfulness, and we're going to encourage one another with Scripture. And I want to invite you to come join us. It's going to be from 530, uh, last an hour and a half. We'll be done by 8 o'clock. We'll honor your time. But, you know, we gather together corporately. We gather together corporately so that the the sound of our praises might be heard together and so we can testify to God's faithfulness. You know, we don't just praise him for what he does. You know, that's Thanksgiving and that's biblical too. And God does provide. And so we don't just praise him for what he does, Thanksgiving. We're going to look at that next week. We praise him because of who he is. Both of those are important, and they both work together. Psalm 66 shows us how both of these work together as a result of who he is and and what he has done. If we praise God only when he blesses us or only for what he has done for us, we will miss understanding fully who he is, and our faith will be shallow. We don't just praise God for what he has done for us. That's Thanksgiving. We do, but that's only one half of the equation. God is not a vending machine. We don't put our coin in and get our result out. And so we praise God. We 
we praise God for what he has given us, but we also praise him for who he is. Or if we just praise him for who he is and we ignore the things that he has done, if we're just constantly praising him for who he is and we don't acknowledge his works, we don't acknowledge his mighty deeds, then our faith will be without power. Because God is at work in our lives. God is, God is not a God that created and ran. He is intimately involved in the details of our life. And, 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 and we, we don't have because we don't ask. And, and when we do ask and it's answered, we need to make sure that we're giving him the praise and the glory for that. And so we, we can't just honor him for who he is. We need to and bless him and praise him for that. We, we need to give thanks for what he has done as well because his deeds are mighty. It's a miracle. Every church is a miracle. The work, every Christ follower is a miracle. The work that God is doing in our lives is, is miraculous. His deeds are mighty, and, and we need to give thanks for what he has done. We praise him for who he is, and we give thanks for how he is working. Psalm 66 shows us that he is, in fact, working. As you move into verse 8, bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You have brought us into the net. You have laid a crushing crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We've gone through the fire. We've gone through fire and water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. We, We give thanks for that. God sees us through our most difficult times. And in those most difficult times is where we are refined like silver is refined in fire. Silver is refined as it's heated up and begins to boil and all the impurities rise to the top and you, and you scrape those off. You do that with silver and gold. Any precious metal, any precious metal is, is refined by fire and is as the impurities rise, they're scraped off the top. And you just continue to boil it until you scrape off the top until there's nothing left to scrape and you have, and then you have a pure precious metal. And that's what God does to us. He refines us. He sees us through our most difficult times and we have an opportunity to bless him as a result of coming out on the other side. We bless him for what he's doing, but we also bless him for what he sees us through which is Psalm 23. Though I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me. God is with us and he sees us through our most difficult times. Sometimes things happen to us because of decisions we made. Sometimes God allows things to happen and sometimes God brings things on us to refine us. But in all things, we get to praise him and give him thanks for seeing us through those things. God sustains his people. He sustains our faith. You know, he has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. God, we don't give thanks just for what God has done, but because, his, because, of, because he has, he's guarded our hearts and minds in Christ. We're talking about he's keeping our souls. He's, I give thanks for my, I'm so thankful for my house. I'm, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head, especially when it's, you know, 60 below outside and it's raining. And it's cold. I'm so grateful for my house. I'm so grateful that, you know, I have a vehicle that I can get to point A and point B to. And so I'm, great, I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm thankful. You know, God, God has just blessed me in, in abundance ways. And I am so thankful for God's blessing of abundance. But, but he has guarded my soul. I have a relationship with Christ. And I am secure in my faith. And I know where I'm going to spend 
eternity. He guards and protects our souls. And the encouragement of this is no matter what's going on in this, guard your faith. Because the things in this life are temporary. Everything that you see with your eyes is, is temporary. All the things that you have right now, we can give thanks to God for them, but they are temporary. We thank God because he's guarding and keeping our souls living and it's not letting our feet slip. And he's seeing us through the most difficult of circumstances in our lives. All of creation is praising God. Corporately, we are praising God together. And then individually, we praise God as we offer everything up to him as a result of who he is. Not just because of what he has done, but because of who he is. In verse 13, the psalmist writes, I'm going to come into your house with burnt offerings. I'm going to perform my vows to you that which my lips have uttered and my mouth has promised when I was in trouble. I will offer you a burnt offering of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I am going to make an offering of bulls and goats. And so we are offering ourselves up as we perform our vows to God, as we serve one another, as we love him and and love others. You know, we offer our time, our talents, our resources up to him as an offering with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make you an offering of bulls and goats. You know, Romans 12 encourages us to present our bodies as living sacrifices unto the Lord. It's there that we will be able to attest and approve what God's will is, his good and perfect will. And so we offer ourselves up as living sacrifices to God as we praise him. 1 Corinthians 12 says that we have spiritual gifts to be used to the common good for for building up the body of Christ and bringing glory and praise to God. And so serving in ministry, yes, we have positions that need to be filled. Yes, we need people to come pick up those shoe boxes. And yes, we need people to serve in children's ministry on the worship team. We have serving opportunities, but, but we do those things as a result of who we are in Christ because we have an opportunity to build up and strengthen this body of Christ so we can point people to Jesus. And so that's why we serve together. And so the psalmist says, I'm going to come into your house. I'm going to perform my vows to you. And and through that, individually, you know, we contribute to the work of of God that's going to bring him glory and praise. In Malachi 3 and 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 and Romans 15, it reminds us of the importance of our tithes and offerings. You know, we bring our tithes and offerings to God as, as a result of guarding our hearts and our souls to, to remind us that everything that we have belongs to him. And, and, and we're, we bring our tithes and offerings to God so that he can use them to bring glory to his name. You know, that's why we're so intentional when we talk about our finances, to make sure that everyone understands that our budget works It goes right to helping people get connected with Jesus Christ and growing in their faith. It helps people to grow in their faith. It goes right to equipping you know, our, our congregation for ministry and then, and then going to the very ends of the earth. Everything that we do with our tithes and offerings is about accomplishing the vision and mission that God has, has for us. And so our tithes and offerings are a way that we can, we bring our sacrifices to God. You're not giving to Springbrook. You're giving a sacrifice to God. You're putting him in his rightful place in your heart and in your mind. And then God's using those to bring him glory and praise. They were, and so we seek to glorify God and 
we seek to accomplish his purposes. And so individually, there's, there's things that we can do that are going to bring praise and glory to God. And, and then we also praise God as we, as we share our faith with others, as we talk about what God is doing in our life. Come in here, all of you who fear God, and I will tell you what God has done for my soul. And so discipleship begins with people that have questions about God. Maybe they've heard something about God. I, you know, many people come to God out of fear. You know, something's happened in my life. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And when I walked into that church the first time, I was in, I was in fear for my relationships. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this God thing a try. <laughs> you know, the invitation to come in here is for those people that, that God's spirit has begun a good work in already. And we're, we're praying that the spirit of God would go before us as we move into next year through our, our Bless Every Home initiative. We're praying that that God's spirit would prepare hearts and minds of people in our community for the good news about Christ. And so, and so, then, and then, and so for those people that have a relationship with Christ or are exploring a relationship with Christ, we share stories together to encourage one another. You know, we're not sharing what God has given me. We're not sharing the stuff, but we are, we are sharing what God has done in my soul. I will tell what God has done in my heart and my soul and my being. Our faith commitment has nothing to do with my house, my car, the stuff he has provided, but that through a relationship with Christ, I have a relationship with a heavenly father now. I've been, I have the assurance of salvation and, and God's doing a work in my soul and our testimonies are talking about what God has done in my life. You know, Acts 1.8 says you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be what? You'll be witnesses. <laughs> You'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the very ends of the earth. We're, we're called to be witnesses. We're, we're telling others what God has done in our soul. And, and I can't tell that story for you. Nobody else can tell that story for you. If you have a relationship with Christ, only you can tell that story. And when you tell that story, it brings praise and glory to God. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says that we are always to be prepared to give an account for the work that God has done in our life. And so that is an individual response of praising God when we, when we share our faith with others, when we talk to others about what Christ has done in our life, when, when somebody asks us, hey, we go to church, you know, notice there's something different about you. You know, we'll, you know, when we have opportunities to ask spiritual questions, when we have opportunities to say to our waitress or say to our neighbor or say to our coworker, hey, how can I pray for you? Those are opportunities that, that God gives us to start moving towards spiritual conversations so that we can be a witness and so that we can be prepared. We are most effectively showing gratitude and praising God as we offer up every area of our lives to God and we share our faith with others. All of these work together to praising God. And so we know that all of creation is, is praising God. And we know that corporately together we are praising God. And individually, um, each of us has an opportunity and a responsibility to praise God. All of these things work together. And so we're going to be continuing to look at gratitude as we move towards Thanksgiving because we have a lot to be thankful for. <laughs> Thanksgiving is typically one of those seasons where we step back and, and we give thanks for God's provision. We give thanks for the way that God has blessed us. We have an opportunity to gather with friends or family. And so as we move towards Thanksgiving, it's, it's my prayer for each of us that we'd be able to step back and think through 
um, where we can give thanks um, to God because God's deeds are mighty. And uh, we want to we remember those and we want to retell those and we want to encourage others. But the, but the base for, for gratitude is rooted in understanding who he is. And so thanksgiving is about praising and thanksgiving God. And so gratitude pulls all of those things together. As the psalmist closes the psalm, he says, Blessed be to God because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love for me. You know, the psalmist says that if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but he did listen. And so there's a couple of different propositions in there. We know that if we have iniquity in our heart, that God will not hear us. If we have iniquity in our hearts, the Lord will not listen. So that iniquity is it's sin, it's brokenness, and, and so it's disobedience or rebelliousness towards God. So there's iniquity, and if we have iniquity in our hearts, the Lord doesn't listen to us. But God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. So the second proposition for us in this is that the psalmist has recognized that God has heard him. So it's true that if we have iniquity, he doesn't hear, but it's also true that the psalmist has prayed and God listened. And so those two things work together. The result is, is in knowing that our relationship with God, our, our ability to have him hear us is, is stemmed from our recognizing our need, <laughs> you know, for forgiveness from sin. And that's where our relationship with Christ comes in. God is blessed because he has not rejected my prayer, removed his steadfast love for me. And so when we make a faith commitment, when we, when we pray, when we ask Christ to come into our life and to take control of our life and be our Lord, he answers that prayer and he changes us. And the, the old is new. We're a new creation. He begins a new work in us. And as we continue to meet together and encourage one another and sharpen one another and grow in our faith, you know, God grows us. And so it's not just a one-time faith commitment, but a continuing work of the presence of God in our life. And so I just want to encourage you um, this morning that you have questions about how to have a relationship with Christ. If you want to know that God hears your prayer, that, that, uh, that you're in right standing before God, you know, today's a great day to make a faith commitment. You know, it's, it's acknowledging your iniquity, your sinfulness, your, your need for a Savior. This world has fallen and broken. There's no one... No one will tell you they're, per- they're perfect. <laughs> I mean, I've never had one person say I'm perfect. But it's coming to understanding that we're, we're not perfect. And why is because of the condition that we're in, and that's sin. And so we come into a relationship with Christ, and we ask him to forgive us. We ask him to come in. It's a prayer. And when we pray that, God answers us. Well, I've prayed it, and I don't know. I just don't feel any different. Well, you are different. And so the reality is, is that God answers our prayers, and he hears them. And if you want to know more about how to have a relationship with Christ, we want to help you with that. If you're, if you're feeling stuck in your faith and you're, you're looking for opportunities to, to grow in your faith, we want to help you with that. If you're looking for an opportunity to be a part of what God's doing corporately here at Springbrook, we want to, we want to help you with that. And so we're, we're all at different places spiritually. We all have different you know, next steps, but you can text the keyword next step to that number. And regardless of what your next step is, um, we'll, help you, uh, we'll help you find that. I hope you're able to continue with us next week as we look at Thanksgiving. I want to thank you for being with us here today. If you have any questions, uh, please let us know. And uh, I'd like to ask you to pray with me now. Our worship team is going to come out in just a moment and lead us in this next song. But uh, would you pray with me? Father, I just want to thank you for, uh, for your mighty works, God, that point us to you. Thank you for the fact that all of creation is, is screaming your name and praising you and glorifying you. And so, um, God, we just thank you for this opportunity we have to come together 
um, corporately to be encouraged, to grow in our faith. And uh, we look forward to all that you have for us as we move towards Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. You know, <laughs> you are the reason for the season. Uh, God, we have so much to be thankful for. But uh, we just want to praise you today and thank you for, for who you are and for, the, for guarding our hearts and our minds for you and for your glory. And uh, we just want to commit our lives to you. We look forward to all that you have for us. Uh, we pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing this one last song? Your kingdom is simple, as simple as love. You welcome the children, you stop for the one. See people the way Jesus does. Your kingdom is simple, Lord, teach it to us. Your kingdom is humble, as humble as death. This king is a
you call a treasure this world calls a curse the small become great and the last become first your kingdom is backwards Lord teach us to Amen. Well, I want to thank you again for being with us uh, this morning. If you have time to join us for our corporate prayer gathering next Saturday, it's 5.30 to 7. And so uh, we hope you can join us for that. If you're interested in helping out with the uh, shoe boxes and doing that collection, Becky's out at the uh, lobby this morning. Uh, she'll be more than happy to talk with you. But I want to thank you for being with us today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for being here. Going grace and peace to serve and love the Lord. Have a great day.